Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, we're talking about liars and how to betray relationships and die alone. You know, integrity is everything. If you want to be alone when you're old and decrepit with no one taking care of you, then be a liar. You know, if you cannot tell the truth, what happens is in this life, uh, people start to deteriorate their relationships with you to the point that they usually will call you toxic and leave you be. People that lie, people don't lie, sometimes don't even know they're lying because they're so used to it. And that's called a pathological liar. They believe their own crap. You know, and a lot of people lie just in micro lies, which are just little lies that they say, no, I didn't go there. No, I didn't say that. I didn't do that. I didn't. Because accountability is a very hard thing for many people. It is called maturity. And so, you know, if if you ask people if they've ever met a psychological liar, most say they have. And they report these people spew falsehoods with no apparent concern for the truth, no gain, no sense of how lying might undermine their relationship, and no obvious sense of guilt or shame. It also can be a very strong component of narcissism where the lying actually turns into gaslighting the other person to make them think they're crazy because that person cannot face anything in their life that makes them accountable for something bad. You know, the the, the first uh, uh, motion or the first motivation seems obvious. Material gain, habitual liars repeatedly deceive to get money, desired objects, status, sexual partners, all kinds of crazy things. People lie to get material rewards. And the second motivation seems to be attention. It's astonishing how many pathological liars tell falsehoods about the impressive things that they've supposedly accomplished. Many people that they are alleged to know, the unbelievably historic feats they've displayed, the astonishing obstacles they've had to overcome. They lie to impress. They want to make their life above and beyond other people. They want to make themselves better than. It's called the ghost of who you wish you were. A lot of people will display an image of the ghost of wish of who they wish they were without facing their hor- horrible uh, uh, human decisions in their life. Unfortunately, that's blowing smoke up your own ass. And a lot of people live that way. You know, people don't seem to lie at random. They lie to serve a purpose. Uh, whether we can discern that purpose is, or not is, is you know, unknown. But really, pathological liars broadly lie for the same reasons everyone else does. It seems beneficial. It seems uh, p- the, the potential negative consequences of lying seem uh, uh, bearable. But the truth is, between 10 and 20 is when lying becomes a part of people's true life. 
that's when it becomes a part of their character. Yes, lying before that happens, but what really happens after 10 to 20 is when you form how much of a liar are you going to be by how much you have to lie to stay out of trouble and to stay approved and, and accepted by other people to belong in the groups that you want to belong, to belong in the places and the spirituality that you think you're supposed to be, to belong in the relationships that you think you should be having. You know, we morally justify our lying, even though it is completely immoral and disrespective of other people. You can trust someone and not love them. Excuse me. You can love someone and not trust them. But when you trust someone, the love grows. And so what we have to understand is when when we trust somebody, that is the foundation of a relationship. You could not see somebody for 10 years. If you trust them, that relationship will grow and grow and grow until mistrust becomes a factor. And so the truth is, as a person, we have to trust in relationships for those relationships to grow. If you don't want to trust, you are going to have trouble with your relationships because all conflicts derive from trust issues. And so lying is the ultimate betrayal. It means that you're stupid. I'm going to lie to you and you're going to believe my bullshit. Okay, when we do that, deceive, and so they can make their way through life the way that they want to make their way through life. Or maybe they're more adept at making moral adjustments, thinking to themselves, this isn't really that bad, you know, but here's the deal. Here's the, there's three things that will come forward in this life, the moon, the sun, and the truth. And if you can't get down with that one, you're going to destroy the integrity of your life. The truth will come out. It may come out when you die, but that means nobody cares about remembering how you lived. So if you want to live as a liar, you have no meaning in your life and you need to wake up and understand that. And whatever you're using to cloud the idea that you are a liar, to to deceive yourself into believing that you're not, you're messing yourself up. You're blowing smoke up your own butt. We all lie. It's not important that we lie. It's more important that the quicker we take accountability for it is more important. The quicker we learn from it is more important because we learn to do what's right. That's called the evolution of the spirit. You know, it's just amazing that pathological liars lie for the same reasons that all of us lie. They see their lying as beneficial They can accept potential negative consequences of lying and any internal feelings of shame and guilt. They just push them away. You know, so a liar incessantly get their way and and they do do so with very little awareness that they lie. You know, here we are in this world that's run by stupid politicians that we all think we've elected, which we probably haven't. But the bottom line is they're all sitting there in office deceiving us with their bullshit you know they give us uh, diplomacy they tell us half truths they tell us what we want to hear they tell us what we think we're capable of hearing they think we're all stupid and so they sit there and lie and lie and lie and lie and they run our government and now they've run our civilization civilization into the ground until we all have the next apocalypse which will be world war three and that's because we are run by a bunch of liars with no integrity, never learned from lying. Politicians don't learn from lying. They learn from getting what they want by lying. 
And that's what they'll they'll do that flat in front of your face in a debate, in an interview, whatever. They'll do it and you still buy it. And we have to learn as a civilization to not accept lying. It is unacceptable. If you cannot understand that you're lying, I don't need you in my life. I have enough of that in our life in general, in our government, how it operates. You know, it's just one big fat lie. And so the big the big idea is we have to understand that there's things we can control and things we can't control. If we have toxic lying people in our life, we need to diminish their value in our life. You know, pathological liars often goal-oriented. They tell lies to get their way. They have very little regard for respect of the rights or feelings of other people. They're often considered manipulative and cunning, but they think they're the nicest person in the world because they blow smoke up your butt and make you feel good about yourself or make you feel good about them, that they're safe and they're kind. But soon after you realize that they're flat out liars, you understand they're not safe. And when you're around people who are not safe, just like an animal would do, move away. Move away from them because they put themselves ahead of you. That means that if something happens, they're going to put themselves way ahead of you. You are going to look bad. You are going to be the one hurt because they cannot be hurt. And you need to understand that they are their own priorities. You know, people that that maintain or, or tweak over time often believe their lies and they have a weak grip on reality because over time, people have to continue their lies. Once they've lied, they have to buy it. They literally have to buy their lie and hold the consistency of what that lie means. Some of the symptoms of a pathological liar is they lie to gain something, they exaggerate things, they keep on changing their stories, they live in a false sense of reality, and if confronted, they act defensive and never admit that they're liars. Lastly, they hold no value for the truth. The truth to them is relative. You know, compulsive liars bend the truth about everything, large or small, for their audience. They want their audience to accept them. They want to belong, so they will lie. You know, a compulsive liar telling the truth is very awkward and uncomfortable, while lying feels perfect. You know, compulsive lying is usually thought to develop in young childhood, early childhood, 20s, 10 to 20, 10 to 20. That's the time. If you want to teach your, your kid anything between 10 and 20, teach them the consequences of lying. Teach them consequential thinking, because that is the aspect that many of our people in this world lack. A lot of them find it easy to avoid confrontations with the truth, hence they stick to lying. And compulsive liars may or may not experience a mental disorder, but yes, Oftentimes, it's a part of what's called ADHD. It's oftentimes a part of bipolar. It's oftentimes a part of a borderline personality, a narcissistic personality, an antisocial personality, a social phobia, panic attacks, people that have anxiety, people that have depression. All of those carry lying as a component of their symptomology. And that's because they don't know why they do half the crap they do because they do it because of how they feel. Do you feel like going to school today? No, so I'm not going to. Do I feel like going to work? No, 
So I'm not going to. Do I feel like going on a date with my spouse? No, I don't feel like it. So I'll find a way out. Do I feel like going out with friends? No, I don't feel like it. So I'll do that. So people blow smoke up everybody's butt because they do what they feel rather than what they think. And that is the square root of mental diagnoses the need to control things you can't control. And so what they do is they try to control it by lying, which is the symptom. And so what we have to understand is in looking at that, that is a part of life that we have to navigate. Do I want to lean on lying as a way of life or do I want to lean on telling the truth? Now, some people think that their truth is the only truth and that in itself is egotistical. You know, the, the the part of life that makes life the greatest joy is not being necessarily willful in our relationships. It is being willing in our relationships, meaning that we are willing to have a relationship, willing to hear someone else's point of view, willing to understand how someone else sees something. That is a life well lived that does not incorporate the strategy of lying. You know, you have to also know the difference between reality and lies. There's more likely to admit that to lying when confronted. And if you do that, and if you are confronted, someone is doing you a great service. They're giving you the opportunity to actually tell the truth. Stop being diplomatic and just tell them, yeah, I think I've been an asshole. Yes, I think I've been a jerk. Yes, I think I've done something terrible. Can't you just do that? What is the problem with telling the truth? What is the problem with us being able to identify with our inner self and being humble enough to admit that we're a human being? You know, it, it can be difficult to spot pathological lying. You know, people who do it are so accustomed to telling random lies that they themselves may not be aware of their actions. So what you have to look at is, is this person always overcompensating in what they're saying? Are they overdramatic? Are they hysterical, histrionic? Do they have to expand on their stories? If they have to do that, there's a good chance that a lot of the content of what they're spewing is a lie. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about more about the reality differences. We're going to also talk about the impact of micro lies and the signs of liars so you know how to identify them in a conversation. So come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Dr. Connie Mariano is a groundbreaker. She was the White House physician to three presidents, toured the world on Air Force One, and has had countless amazing experiences. The one thing that life didn't prepare her for was becoming a widow. After losing her beloved husband, John, in a tragic accident, Dr. Connie joined the one million women who were widowed in the United States each year. While her journey as a widow has been one of intense grief and sorrow, it has also been one of extraordinary growth and rebirth. 
Now, Dr. Connie is sharing what she's learned, joined by her knowledgeable guests to help anyone struggling with this deeply personal and often lonely journey of their own. Tune into The Widow's Walk, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about liars, how to betray relationships and die alone. You know, it's really interesting. You know, some people that lie may be able to love, and it's often difficult for them to maintain an honest, healthy relationship. And that toxicity can cause enormous amounts of stress and hurt to their partners. You know, you have to wonder if you're in a second, third, fourth marriage, how much of your honesty has been a part of your experience in those marriage? How much has your honesty contributed to the end of your relationships, especially if you're a a serial dater? You know, the deal is eventually they find out your lies. They find out your deceit. Maybe they marry you and then discover it because you were so charming in the beginning. But the deal is lying is huge. In a relationship, being in a relationship with a liar can be exasperating. You may find it difficult to trust them, especially if you notice a pattern in their lies and deceit. You know, if you believe you're dealing with a compulsive liar, you know, here's some ideas that might help you. First of all, you want to call them out. When you catch the liar in a lie, let them know that you know they're lying. However, keep in mind that this can make them resentful. So you want to stay calm and try to help them understand why. They're lying and encourage them to to get help outside of your relationship. Also, you don't want to debate them. They are in a false truth. Although dealing with a compulsive liar can be extremely painful, debating with someone who lives in a dream world is not going to change them. Starting a fight with someone who may not even be aware of what they're doing won't help anyone. Liars want to be right. They always have to be right. They live in a dream world. That is a huge sign that you're with a liar. Every time you talk to somebody that has to be right, that is a liar. Wake up and understand that. But you don't want to debate them. I'm sorry you feel that way. Well, it's sad that you think that way. Too bad you can't understand another truth. Too bad you can't be open to the idea that maybe some of your behavior is not quite what you think it is. It might be helpful to get somebody that you do trust, not me, but somebody that you can talk to that actually you can feel free to reveal your lies to them and actually discuss the depth in which you have preserved yourself and developed this pattern because the pattern is affecting us. The other thing you want to do is walk away. You may need to end the relationship with a liar, continues, and deceive even after you express your concerns. 
Lies are devastating in a relationship. They need to understand that they want to keep the people they care about in their lives. People lie about all kinds of things. And here's the big ones in a relationship. Finances, sex, having to do with their physical trust, and emotional trust. Emotional trust is huge because we usually, as kids, don't emotionally completely trust our parents because they love to give us consequences. So as children, we like to deceive our parents because they don't have all the facts, usually. And so we will tell them what they want to hear so that we can get away with our crap. And this is where the pattern begins. And then it makes its way into your operating system as an adult. You know, you want to seek help. You know, it may be professional help. You know, psychological liars realize and effectively deal with deep-seated issues. You know, depending on whether psychological lying is a symptom or an underlying mental disorder, treatment may include psychotherapy, even medication. You know, if you're in a romantic relationship, couples counseling may help you be accountable. But you have to want to be accountable. You can't go into it trying to be right. Here's the other thing, micro lies. Micro lies are crazy makers. People tell white lies all the time in their daily lives. If you're in a relationship and start a pattern of telling little lies or hiding even the smallest things from your partner, it's probably not going to end very well. Oftentimes, people will hide things from the person they love or claim to be telling those small lies for a few different reasons. One being, whether they're trying to lie about may seem so insignificant in their mind, so they lie. Or they feel that they need to tell something that the other person is willing to hear instead of what they're capable of hearing. What we think they're capable of hearing is more important than what they're capable of hearing. You know, or perhaps what what you don't know can't hurt you. That's a mantra. And it comes into play and they may believe that they're saying their significant other uh, doesn't have the capacity to understand truth. And so they may rightfully know that they're doing something that they probably shouldn't be doing, but they're taking a coward's way out by lying and hiding it from their partner because later on, that crap's going to come forward. So here's micro lies. You're setting yourself up, first of all, to tell future lies. You know, the more you begin lying about little things, chances are you'll start to lie about bigger things down the road to substantiate your little lie in the beginning. And the more you lie, the more you get comfortable doing that. And the more tempted to do so if you're feeling like you've gotten better at it because you've gotten away with it. Because a lot of people hate conflict. And so they'll let you lie because that's They don't want to deal with your crap. They don't want to have to deal with the argument that you're not a competent, you're not a capable, you're not an honest person. So they'll just judge you and slide away. And that's called, uh, I I can't remember the term, but it's basically they they disappear. They they go away. Um, They don't want to be a part of your life because they don't want to confront your lying. Also, nobody likes to be lied to. If the tables were turned, you would not like your partner going around lying to you, no matter how small the lies may be or seem. And if your partner finds out, which they will, then you not only broke their trust, but you disrespected them and the love that they have for you. And if you're disrespecting their right to know the real truth, then you're testing the boundaries of trust, honesty, and loyalty. So why be in a relationship if you don't? value, trust, honesty, and loyalty. Now, also, you're causing your partner to feel fear and uneasiness because you're a liar. 
They can't trust anything. Are, is, are they going to show up? Are you going to pick up the kids? Are you going to be there if I have a medical accident? Are you going to be there to help me if something difficult happens? Are you going to be able to handle an emergency? Probably not because you're a liar. Now your partner has to constantly worry about you lying and hiding things from them. You know, whether you stop lying or not, your partner will never know for sure since you lied so easily before. Beyond breaking trust, you're causing an uneasiness in your relationship where your partner has to decipher the truth from lies. Who wants to go through all that work? Why do you have to be so freaking childish that a person has to sit there and interpret what you're saying and actually have to try to love you? How sad is that, especially after you had three kids together and you're stuck together and then you got this lying piece of crap you have to deal with and you have to decipher everything that they say. Why can't they just step up and be an adult and be accountable? It's, it's like a ticking time bomb as they wait for your next lie to be uncovered. And this induces a lot of anxiety and stress, fear that they probably would not have had if it wasn't for you lying to them in the first place. Also, you make it really hard for people to believe you, even if you're telling the truth, because you've lied so easily. Your partner hardly knows the difference between your truth and lies anymore. Even when you're 100% telling the truth, they still may question it. And you can't blame them because you caused that feeling or doubt. Wake up. You know, if you lie about small things, what's stopping you from lying about bigger things? Everybody knows that if you tell lies about dinky things, you probably got some big whoppers out there that are correlated with the little one you're telling. You know, you're clearly not afraid to risk your relationship if you continue lying about little things. And if you do, then what's going to stop you from learning your lesson? Nothing. Nothing ever ends until you completely understand, until you completely take accountability for your part in it. Nothing ever ends until you understand and take accountability for your part in it. That is huge for all of us to understand. These are worries your partner will now carry with them with good reason. And you're much more capable of lying about serious things if you're so quick to lie and hide when it comes to smaller stuff. So if you, I, you know, I'm not spending money on that. No, I haven't spent. No, I didn't buy lunch today. Uh, no, I, I, I brought lunch for myself, even though that person knows that you didn't make lunch. You know, it's, it's really weird how people lie, but they will lie about stupid small stuff to avoid conflict. That's because they don't have the strong enough character, a strong enough person, a decisive enough human being, enough character to actually tell the truth. They'd rather just tell lies and tell lies and tell lies to avoid conflict. People that avoid conflict are not decisive and they are not committed. They're not decisive and not committed. Liars are not decisive and not committed. They want every door open for them to walk through so they can feel fully accepted in life by every human being. You may think things are fine, but in the back of your partner's mind, lies will always be there. They will always remember how you were able to look them in the eye and lie or easily hide something from them until you got caught. Even if your next fight is about something totally unrelated, they'll more than likely bring up those lies because they are traumatic. They will resurface one way or another in the future, but at the end of the day, it's your fault. It's your fault. 
You caused the rift between you and your partner, especially if you were lying about something of, of significance or even worse, insignificance. You know, that will stay with the relationship for a very long time. It is really hard to forgive a liar because they are betraying you. Your actual partner in a relationship is going to betray you with lies. How awful is that to have to understand? It's horrible for someone to have to live in that kind of life. It's human torture to have to deal with a partner who lies. You know, if you think that you made amends with your apologies, apologies are one thing, but you have to ask, did my partner actually accept my apology? Because that's a lot different than you apologizing. You need to know whether or not they've accepted your apology. Because if they've accepted it, you have a right to walk away and understand that that should not come up in the future. If they have not accepted your apology and you've apologized, you've only done that for yourself. You haven't resolved it with the other person. So if you walk away with an apology that's unaccepted and you go, well, I apologize. I did what was right. I did that. No, it's not enough. That means you still don't understand how hurt you have made someone else because you lied to them. You know, there's signs, you know, that, that there's signs that people are a liar. They're natural manipulators. Good liars aren't nervous about manipulating others. Rather, they're very confident. They're very dominant. They're very relaxed as they exploit other people. They're also really good actors. Lying, like other forms of impression management, is a game of projecting a specific version of yourself into the world that will belong and be accepted under the circumstances. Good liars take the stage and play the role of an honest person. They also adapt to uh, feigning emotions. Whether expressing happiness, surprise, sadness, contempt, good liars can wrinkle their brows, raise their eyebrows, bare their teeth in convincing ways that belie the true emotions that they actually feel. A lot of times, they have fake emotions. And they also rehearse and they plan. They're well prepared. They organize narratives that makes a, a lie seem natural and free from contradictions. This is what politicians do all day long. They prepare their lie. Presidents prepare their speeches so they can lie to the American public. And then we all sit there and listen to it. Oh, what a great speech. And then nothing happens ever. You also, they, they say as little as necessary. The more a person speaks, the more they offer details that might undermine the lie. Effective liars use lots of words. They say enough to be believed, but no more. They will speak to some truth but they won't actually get down to the granular. They're also very creative. You know, when being interrogated, you never know what question is going to come next. So the ability to create a realistic yet fake version of reality is imperative. You know, those gifted with the facility to invent new ideas are most successful at lying. They also are fast thinkers. They, they, people who take too long to respond or suddenly use time fillers such as um and uh don't sound believable. Liars don't do that. They'll fire away. They'll fire away their bull crap. And then we all try to believe it because we don't want conflict. You know, and they also have a really good memory because they have to, because they've told so many lies in their past. They have to remember all their lies and then they have to justify their lies. You know, when honest people are asked to recount a story 
or, or on two separate occasions, they reconstruct a memory of what occurred. However, memory is imperfect and malleable. So their retelling often shifts and changes from one occasion to the next. So to uh, avoid sounding dishonest, good liars avoid this reconstruction on the fly strategy of storytelling. Instead, they focus on repeating the story as precisely as possible each and every time. Yes, these old farts that sit at the gas station telling lies to each other tell the same story over and over and is exactly the same story because they are liars. Their goal is to have zero variation between retellings. Zero variation means that the listeners have no discrepancies to key in on. That means they are controlling their audience because of their lies. They know what to expect. They know how to read the cues based on their rehearsed story that they tell over and over again to get an affect from certain people. They're also good listeners. They take the pulse of their audience. They recognize when their listeners want more information, when they're satisfied, when they start to grow suspicious, when it's safe to change the topic. They read their audience. That's what liars do. They have learned to use deceit successfully to achieve their goals. If their lies constantly failed, they would likely abandon dishonesty and try something else. Also, one of the easiest ways to avoid being tricked is to verify their claims. Blatant lies often conflict with facts, and so checking the facts leaves liars with less room to hide. Our media is full of lies. Every day, we pay, we watch commercials, we we literally promote these horrible lying people, and we make a whole lot of what they say when all it is is their own opinions most of the time. It's not fact-checked. It's sad, but this is how our media is, and it's teaching us that it's okay to lie. You know, one of the easiest ways to avoid being tricked is to, is to verify claims. That is the huge thing that we have to back up and do. In the stakes where situations are high, such as banking transactions or car purchases, people need to demand proof of claims to avoid being uh, fleeced by liars. The biggest liars are the people that are going to make the biggest profit. And so they're going to blow smoke every which way. So car dealerships are the biggest liars on the planet, especially when it comes to warranties, because they want to make as much money as they can off of you. They're going to tell you all kinds of things to sell you on spending more money because they know you're taking a loan. The money's not real to you. It, it Most people that take a loan... It's it's like going to Vegas with a token and 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 you know spending that on on betting. You know, it's sad, but that's what car dealerships take advantage of. Anytime you're going to get a loan, they're going to sock that loan with as much money that as they can make as possible. You know, you want to pay attention to the specific claims that are being made instead of polished way they're being said. Listen to the words, not the context. However, in relationships, we love to read into each other's context, how people are saying something. Most arguments in relationships are about how you're being talked to, you're being parented, rather than two adults actually having a conversation. Lies usually come crumbling down when we start probing and asking more questions about the parts that don't add up. And if a part of a story sounds a little off, you know, start scrutinizing it. Lies often fall apart as soon as we start to scratch the surface. 
We have to understand that that is an important part about holding people accountable. If people actually will hold themselves accountable, if we hold them and say, I don't know if you're telling the whole thing here. It sounds like there's some things that are missing from the story. Now, if they're willing to hear that, that means they're stepping into a little bit more maturity and actually willing to work with you on what the truth is, because most people buy their own crap. And when they buy their own crap, they think their crap is the truth. And it's sad, but they operate that way. Most people sometimes cover up the truth to protect themselves or another person. But dishonesty becomes a real serious problem in relationships, especially when it's frequent or without a clear reason. You know, it also can be frustrating to deal with someone who often hides the truth. The broken bonds of trust can be hard to rebuild. So to rebuild trust, you have to walk on a bridge of faith. I have faith in you. You know, I have faith that you are the person that I believe you are. I have faith, you know, that I'm going to have faith. I don't believe you. I don't trust you, but I'm going to have faith in you. That's how we get the bridge to get back to trust. Most people tell lies occasionally. There are many reasons people lie. Avoiding offending someone they care about, protecting themselves from a perceived threat, feelings of shame or guilt, avoiding conflict of negative emotions, acting out of impulse. People can't explain their impulses. It's really stupid when you ask Pearson, why did you do that? Most of the time, they don't understand. Okay, so when we think about, you know, justifications, we have to be really careful about justifications. People that justify are often liars. Someone who lies compulsively or pathologically will lie every very often out of habit, despite not having a good reason for being dishonest. And also, there may be dishonesty about many things, including unimportant things. And we have to recognize these are ways to identify a liar. Most of us lie once in a while. We're all told a white lie to protect someone's feelings. We lie to our children to protect their feelings, to help them try to get them into a better place. We stretch the truth. We avoid conflict by getting out of something. These are things that we all have to understand is a part of life. But we also have to hold each other accountable for that. All right, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. And we're going to talk ways to get out of lying and stop lying and cure ourselves. So come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Stuck in a state of being that holds us back from creating the life we truly desire. Regardless of your own blocks or limitations, imagine an easier way to get unstuck and move forward with your life. On this show, Jason Hopkins shares his practical next right step approach that will move you toward the life you really want. You too can be steps from getting the abundance, love, support, and fulfillment your heart desires. Get unstuck. 
Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about liars and how to betray relationships and die alone. So let's talk about how to come about with curing the lying. You know, breaking this pattern, being more truthful going forward is something that all of us would wish to have. All of us say lies in our life. It's really accountability that's more important. You know, the next time you tell yourself a lie or you tell others a lie, stop and pay attention to what's going on inside. Ask yourself, where are you? Who are you with? How do you feel about where you're at and who you're with? You know, how do you feel? You know, uh, you know, are you lying to make yourself feel better or avoid making someone feel bad? You know, answering these questions can help you pinpoint the reasons that you're going to lie. And so once you've identified the triggers, make a mindful look at them. Think about how new ways to respond to them. For example, you know, if you tend to lie when you're put on the spot, try planning out possible responses before going into situations where you know you might be held accountable and under a lot of stress. You know, lies can take different forms. And so, you know, if if we think about how that happens, there's types of lies. There's white lies. There's lies of omission exaggerations, gray, subtle lies, complete untruths, you know, you have to understand, are any of these helpful? Narrowing down the type of lying you tend to engage in can help you better understand the reasons behind your lying. The biggest part of understanding about a liar is that's going to be the meaning of your life. That's going to be your legacy. If that is what you do your whole life. If you are a liar, you are remembered as a liar. And that's it. The meaning of your life won't be significant because everything that came out of your mouth is a lie. You know, it's really important to set boundaries around yourself. You know, you know, uh, uh, being honest with people about how you feel about them. What do you think about them? Trying to be grateful is a great way to come about with developing relationships with people. You know, we have to understand that we have to cure ourselves. Ask yourself, what's the worst thing that could happen if I were to tell the truth? You know, honesty is always the best thing. You know, it it sticks around. You know, lying really doesn't help anyone, including yourself. And if you lie because you think the truth will upset someone and cause harm, ask yourself what the worst outcome would be if you decided to sell the truth. Chances are it's not as bad as you think. And it may just be the fact that you recovered your own integrity. So you may get fired from a job. You may lose a relationship. But the fact is you left it on the note of telling the truth. And that's a good thing. 
Imagine that you have a, a brother who really wants you to help with his new startup idea. You aren't feeling it. You aren't putting him off. And eventually, he might eventually want the whole idea to happen. But it has to happen with you helping. If you're going to sit there and placate him, that is lying. You don't want to placate. What you want to do is say, I don't have the resources to do that. I can't do that. That's called boundaries. Boundaries is saying what I can do and what I can't do. It's not no. It's what I can do and what I can't do. That's boundaries. People respect that. You know, if you're trying to be more honest, don't attempt to flip the switch. Stop lying entirely from that point forward. It might sound like a good plan, but it's not realistic. We do lie. Instead, just commit to being more truthful each day. That's a better goal. Trying to be perfect is horrible because we're not perfect. But if you slip up, find yourself back in a lie, don't get discouraged. Make a different choice again and take as much accountability as you can for it. If acquaintances or coworkers or family members ask prying questions about your personal life, you might feel tempted to lie and to get them off your back. But at the same time, you aren't obligated to give everyone open access to your life. And so you don't have to lie to avoid sharing details you'd rather keep private. Instead, try a, a polite but firm thing such as that's between me and this person. That's between me and this situation. I'd rather not say what, what uh, about that. That's something I need to keep to myself. That's a work in progress for me. I don't want to talk about it right now. That's a boundary. Very important to set them. Dishonesty might help you stall when you need to make a decision, but it generally doesn't solve any problems. It creates 10 times more problems. You know, if you say you want to break up with a partner, like a casual partner, but you're finding it hard to start the conversation, you know, instead you offer excuses like I'm really busy with work this week or I'm not feeling well, you know, then you're going to just disappear onto the sunset. And it's sad, but people do that instead of just saying the truth. And that's another form of lying, is just withering away and not actually stepping into the situation and confronting the real truth. You know, from your perspective, this is a kinder way of saying that you don't want them to see them. But in reality, you're just prolonging the breakup process and you're giving them no closure whatsoever. You also have to practice acceptance if you want to cure yourself of lying. Everyone lies for unique reasons. You know, but some people might find the truth more distressing than consequences of lying. In other words, we lie when telling the truth surpasses our comfort zone. So discomfort with the truth can lead to lies that attempt to control and change the situation. But if you feel unhappy or distressed by something before, uh, but believe you can't change it, you might attempt to deceive yourself and others by instead of uh, by having them accept how you truly feel. Wouldn't God forbid you actually say how you truly feel? Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing if all of us said how we truly feel and actually heard it? Oh, I understand how you feel that way. We're human. We identify with feelings. That's an important thing. You know, we also lie because that's what we're taught to do. If you were raised by liars, there's a good chance that you're going to be a liar too. So you need to have a new moral compass. You know, there's a good chance when you were a kid that one of your parents uh, said something like, even if I don't like your birthday present, you know, from grandma, you need to tell her that it's such a great present. You need to be grateful. Wow. You know, 
you know, when we start uh, breaking trust within our own world, that authentically erodes our character. Instead of justifying why a lie is necessary to protect someone else's feelings, put that energy towards finding a way to achieve that same goal by telling the truth. Instead of telling a lie, try to tell the truth by helping them. You also need, you know, ask that you have to ask yourself, is this necessary for me to lie? You know, using skills like intuition and timing or even tracking how conversations pan out after you've had them was lying a part of that conversation. Why did I lie? What made me feel like I had to lie? Evaluate yourself so that you can consciously figure out what is triggering your lying. You also have to show respect for yourself and others. That means you respect other people. You respect relationships because lying is terrible to relationships. But if truth comes forward, that means you do respect a relationship. You know, compulsive pathological lying refers to dishonesty. You know, they're impulsive. Oftentimes they're unplanned. They're uncontrollable. They're not serving a purpose and frequent and persistent throughout your life. That is a pathological liar. Even if your lying doesn't feel compulsive, working with somebody who's a professional who's outside the problem with confidentiality may help you understand what your triggers are and what is driving your lying. You know, one of the first steps to overcoming a lying habit may be understanding where these actions might be stemming from. This is, you know, this is where therapy helps. You know, and ask yourself, why not lie? You know, as you begin to journey towards telling the truth, it may be helpful to keep important honesty in mind and remember how damaging the effects of lies and dishonesty can be. So research has found that people who lie tend to be less happy. Yeah, it correlates to your personal happiness. If you tell the truth, you have no guilt, no shame to worry about. Wouldn't that be a nice place to live? You know, if you fall and tell someone important information to someone that is a lie and you think it's necessary, I can understand that. But you also want to go back and take accountability because your lying is going to cause consequences. It's manipulation. It's you trying to be God. You know, you need to understand you are not God. You do not determine what the truth is. Everyone has their perception of the truth. Your job is to hear. The listener is the one who's in charge of the conversation. Be a good listener. Be an empathetic listener. Be a willing listener. Now we're joining life. You know, you know, the truth may stop being scary. Sometimes people lie to feel a sense of safety, to hide behind themselves. They don't think other, other people will accept them. And it can be hard to take a leap of faith that people will actually accept you because they understand the fear of telling the truth. You know, you're learning to improve. And that's an important thing. And if you tell people, I'm trying to improve because I don't want to lie, that's a huge jump. That's a huge thing, and that's called accountability. That's our show. I want to thank everybody for listening. I love hearing from you. You can do that at voiceamerica.com, the empowerment and the health and wellness channels, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now, remember, it's inevitable. The sun, the moon, and the truth will always come out. Also, lies are like cockroaches. For everyone you find, there are thousands more unseen. Also, you can't have a healthy relationship with someone who wears a mask. Thanks for listening, everybody. 
our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 